Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. Yeah, DIY Money. money. Whoa. Money. Money. Getting off the hook. All right, let's go. To be go. continued. Right, here we go, friends. Uh, picking up from the last episode. If you missed that, go back and listen to that. We got through two and a half reasons of the top five reasons people are failing to improve their finances and how you can stop sucking with your money. Or the family-friendly title, Stop Inhaling with Excessive Force. <laughs> That's Daniel. I love it. Okay, friends, uh, why we're doing this podcast, or, or if you're new to the show, we typically will take calls uh, from the listeners via voice memo. It's very simple. On your iPhone or Android, go to the voice memo app included in your iPhone or download one on the Android. Send us a question with your name and where you're from. Email it to us, podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's DIYmoney.org. And Derek will send you $25. What happens if somebody listens to this like in two years and we have no Derek? Someone will send you $25 Amazon gift card. So here's the thing. If you want to be our next intern, you have time to change your name yeah. in case Derek leaves. We <laughs> we hire people That's named awesome. Derek. Boy, you are on a roll today. So, Must be the coffee. That looks like a very expensive cup of coffee, Daniel. It actually wasn't very what expensive. What is that? Uh, this is Intelligentsia oh, from a boy. local uh our local bagel shop, Great Bagel. I'm so glad those Costa Rican beans are in season right now. Oh my God, I know. Those Ecuadorian beans were so harsh. I couldn't handle it. Ugh, they were upsetting. So once a week, uh, we do a daddy Sunday for bagels, first nice. thing in the morning. And uh, he asked for it this morning, and we were coming here a little later than usual. So I said, uh, sure, why not? So we went and got bagels. They brew intelligence. It's actually cheaper than most of the other... Uh, coffee shops in town and i can sit there for about an hour and a half and just keep refilling it and it's budgeted it's in the budget in the that's budget. what we like all right let's pick it up where we left off we are talking about the top five reasons you me everyone are really failing to improve their finances and i don't care where you are in life with your finances you can always improve uh i know that that is something i'm looking at and staring at uh as we do this podcast it, it, i tell you it's very interesting to me as we continue to do the diy money podcast really grow this DIY money brand and lifestyle that I'm really reflecting upon, much to my wife's chagrin, all of the areas that we can improve on our finances in our home. And I was shocked, people. I was sharing with someone just the other day. Someone said, well, how do you track your expenses? First of all, I was a little frustrated. They don't listen to the podcast or else they'd know that. But I simply went to my phone on my app, my uh, Google Sheets, and I showed them uh, just a quick little snippet of 32,000 column or rows, uh, most of which have been hidden because I only keep exposed the current month, of every penny that we've spent in 20-some years. And they go, wow. And I said, yeah, that's, I mean, that's how I do it. I said, I, I, where do you work? And they told me the company. And I said, I bet you your company has every item they've spent money on since they've been around. Well, yeah, I guess that's that's the case. Well, then that's how you should operate your finances as well. All right, before the break, we talked about, or before the uh, last podcast ended, we were talking about peer pressure, the art of saying no. Uh, let's quickly recap that, Daniel, and then kick into the final two. What does that mean that 
people are subject to peer pressure and they really struggle with saying no. So if you remember back when we did a whole episode on uh, how to hang out with friends and be social, but maintain your budget, uh, we quoted the great philosopher rapper T.I. who said, you have to live your life. And uh, what we were trying to say there is you are going to set up a plan. You are going to be disciplined with your finances. You're going to start attacking your goals and you have to be willing to, in the face of peer pressure or the face of being invited out to expensive dinners or lunches or drinks with friends, either saying no to those invites or joining in, but doing it in a budgeted fashion, uh, like ordering uh, you know, a tonic water and lime rather than a $10 or $12 martini. I don't know if our clientele or, or listenership orders martini, but you know, wh- whiskey sours or the, the fancy things that kids are drinking these days. Uh, out at the bars, but you, you have to be willing to commit to what it is that you are doing with the path that you are on, because quite honestly, nobody fundamentally really cares about whether or not you drink, whether or not you eat, whether or not you're successful in your goals. If you don't, let me tell you one of the biggest downfalls, and I'll just give you a little strategy that you can use that I have used in the past. First of all, we are always susceptible to saying yes. When somebody ask something and we think it's a great idea at the time. And then typically it could be seconds, minutes, or even days afterwards you go, oh, why did I commit to that? You must train yourself. And this is a great professional trait as well. You must train yourself to give yourself some time to think about whether or not, A, you really want to do what you've been proposed to do, or B, that you can even afford it. It's in the budget. So I strongly encourage you to come up with some guttural response that you have practiced ahead of time so that you can combat those questions. It's not that you're not saying you're going to be there. You potentially could. But you've got to come up with a response other than, yeah, that sounds great, man. I'm in. That's not great. You haven't even thought about it. You haven't even talked to your spouse if you're married. I can't do this. You have to. But no cuts, no butts, no coconuts. Okay, fine. So it's real simple. I'll give you a couple quick shortcuts. If you are single, you can take a very simple route that you're sort of bunting, or you can take another route where you're really coming truthful with what it is you're doing. So here's the bunt route. Daniel, ask me to do something on Friday night. Hey, can we go get a steak on Friday night? You know, that sounds like a great idea. I'll tell you right now, I'm, I'm kind of a game time decision on that. I got to just look at the calendar. If I can let you know, maybe Friday morning, that would be great. That'd be awesome. I use game time decision. I got that from a friend. He used it on me. I knew he was bunting. It's perfectly <laughs> fine, but it was perfect. It was a great thing. It was perfect. Go to your calendar. Go to your schedule. That's your bunt. That's your bunt. Okay. Here's your in-the-face answer regarding your finances and whether or not you can do it. Go ahead, Daniel. Something a little better than steak, maybe. I mean, steak's good, but whatever. Uh, hey, it's a half an hour till lunchtime at the office. Everyone's going out for burritos. You want to come? Well, I would love to. However, I'm on a very strict budget. I brought my lunch, and I'm really trying to pay off some debt that I've got. I made some bad decisions, so I'm going to pass, but I really appreciate it. Thanks for the offer. 
That sounds cool. Where'd you learn all about this paying off debt <laughs> budgeting stuff? DIY money. Ah. DIY money, honey. All right. No, you don't want to say honey in the office either. That's bad. But here's the deal with that. This is what I like. If you have ever been around, I'm going to go off the rails here a little bit. But if you've ever been around an alcoholic, they will tell you in short order that they have, they are an alcoholic and how long since they've had a drink. If you've ever noticed that, it's something I have noticed over the years. Now, I've never been in a 12-step program. I'm not familiar. Maybe somebody could enlighten me. But my guess is, is that somewhere in that, their objective is to get it on the table immediately that alcohol is off the table. I, again, somebody can enlighten me and say, yeah, that's a strategy they use. I, I don't know, but I'm assuming so because every time I've been around someone, they tell me very quickly that I'm sober. I haven't had a drink since whenever I was an alcoholic, et cetera. I am an alcoholic, you know, whatever the case is. And I go, wow, there's no question. I'm not asking that person out for a beer. It's not happening. Yeah, because the conversation then immediately shifts, right? Bingo. There's this strategy that you can use to telling people exactly what you're trying to accomplish with your finances, and then it's done. They won't ask you again. And honestly, probably as time goes on, they're going to ask you what you did, your strategies, your tips, your techniques. Whatever the case is, whatever the strategy is, find something that you can use and practice that. You must practice that so that you are not caught off guard. It's very simple. If you're married, it sounds great. I got to check with the wife and the kids and schedule, et cetera. However you want to say it, but practice it and make sure that you have the response at the ready. All right. Number four reason people are failing to improve their finances. Daniel, it's real simple. Teamwork makes the dream work, my man. Is that Disney? Really? I don't know. I think that's what they say at Disney. Okay. Well, however the case is, teamwork makes the dream work. And I'll tell you, if you are married or in a relationship where you are sharing finances, someone has to be the CFO, someone has to be the supporting role, and each person must respect the other's role in the relationship. Daniel. Yeah, I think you have to work to your strengths. You have to uh, sort of figure out who's going to take ownership over what. You know, we have encountered uh, situations in the past where people are like, you know, we kind of do it all together. And uh, that's not a bad idea, but odds are uh, the majority of, of situations we've seen is somebody is just inherently a little bit more uh, skilled in an area or just enjoys it more. So somebody might enjoy the spreadsheets. They might enjoy the tracking and, and the other person just doesn't. And a lot of the times that's what brought you together is that you are in some way opposites. You saw something in somebody else that you didn't have in yourself. And so that's why you kind of partnered up. And so you have to embrace it. You have to embrace the fact that one of you uh, is actually just going to be inherently better gifted or uh, enjoy doing some of the finances and the projections and the tracking, et cetera. And the the other person it has to respect that. Uh, and you ha when you go into conversations, doesn't mean that you get to make all the decisions if you're the tracking person, but it means that you might be the one who's informing the conversation, saying, here is where we're at. Here are the decisions we have to make. Now we can make those informed decisions together. But if you are in a team, if you are in a partnership, if you're in a relationship, a marriage, et cetera, uh, whatever adjective you're going to use uh, for that two-person duo, uh, 
it has to be a two-person duo then in the things that you do. Now, we do run into people who kind of keep everything separate, but the fact is, is if you are joining your lives in some way, shape, or form, and you've made a long-term commitment to do that, inherently, your finances are going to be then joined together as well. Even if you've decided to keep those in separate accounts, you're going to have bills, savings, debt, et cetera, that are both of yours. And so it's it's time to just kind of uh, eat that elephant and realize that you're going to have to work on that as a team. And if you set teamed goals, then you don't have to worry about somebody doing something that will divert from that goal. It's real simple. You have to work as a pair. You have to accomplish the goals together. And then once you're on that path, there's no limit to the upside potential that you have. How about the call that we got a few weeks ago where someone has been on this path improving their finances, and now they're going to actually sell their home to capitalize on the equity, to pay off a car, and they're going to move to an apartment. Do you think that was one person's idea and the other one's just kind of coming along for the ride? Absolutely not. That was something they decided together as a team. Bravo to them. It will not work if you have dissension among your team. It will not work if one person does not respect the other person's role or personality. That cannot be downplayed enough. I cannot stress that enough. If you are the CFO type, you have to respect the role. You have to understand that your spouse is not, and it's okay. Likewise, if you are not that person, please, you have to respect and honor what is happening in your family if the person, other person is taking that OCD-type role. If you respect those positions, both people can do play to their strengths and goals can be accomplished. But if you are at a dissension, if you are at a crossroads where you are the only one listening, you are the only one working on the budget, you are the only one that's, that's concerned about your financial future, then you must sit down with your spouse and you have a tough conversation. The conversation is out of love, not anger, frustration, or bitterness. It's out of love. I really feel strongly that we need to improve our finances. I need you on board. Can you tell me why that I feel you're not on board? I don't care if that's the woman. The man makes no difference having that conversation or leading that conversation. But have it in a neutral place. It doesn't work at 7.30 in the morning when the kids are late for school, the beds aren't made, the craziness is going on, you haven't had your coffee, and you're like, hey, tonight we got to talk about finances. That's not going to work. He or she is not going to be receptive to that, I'll tell you right now. Teamwork makes the dream work. Number five reason people are failing to improve their finances and how you can stop sucking with your money. It's real simple, friends. It's a lack of motivation and ultimately a lack of patience. A lack of motivation, a lack of patience. Now, you could assume that those are contrarian, that those are totally different. But in my opinion, you have to stay motivated long enough for you to see the results. And often that takes a very long time. You can do it! Get your rear in gear. And so there's certain things that I've been able to do in my life, and there's certain things that I would encourage you to do in your life. Surround yourself with daily reminders, podcasts you're listening to, books you're reading, goal notes, something that I use in, in our family now, not only me personally, but I have my children using it for various sports and so forth that they're trying to excel in. 
And that's simply writing the goal down on a note card, putting it in a variety of places to, to bring that goal into the subconscious mind to be going over and, and looking at that goal on, an, on a daily basis. So if your goal is to pay off a credit card, write it down in three spots. By December 31st, 2021, I will pay off this credit card, et cetera. Even if you have no idea how it's going to happen, you have no clue. You put that in three places, you look at it every day. How about positive peer messages? You're constantly bombarding people who want to go out and spend money. They're living in excess. Yeah, they look like they're doing exceptionally well. But if you were to stare at their bank account, they might be barely living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, they got the new house, the new car, the new boat. They always travel. They always do this. But you don't know what happens at 9 o'clock at night when the lights are dark and they're getting ready to go to bed and they're thinking about, oh, man, we just got that other bill. How are we going to pay for that? How are we going to do that? That credit card, boy, that credit card's going up. They got the lifestyle, but they don't have the financial freedom. Maybe that's not the type of person you want to associate with. Maybe you want to start looking around at other people that are trying to accomplish the same goals as you. Daniel, what do you got for that one? Yeah, I think you just have to find what really, truly uh, motivates you. I know for me, when we are paying down student debt um, or student loans, student debt, same thing, uh, one of the things that I did is, is as we sort of paid it down, I took the difference between the uh, starting balance we had and our current balances, so the amount that we've paid off so far, and I divided that by the amount of pay... You lost me. Start again. ...that I receive every day. Okay. What, tell so me. starting loan amounts... Amount was Minus what? current amounts. 20000 uh, 30000 30000 Maybe okay. something. We paid a lot as we went, so I think it was like 30000 and then I took the amount that we were at now, so let's say 25000 20, Okay. 20000 whatever. All right, so that's 10000 Yep. And then I took our annual pay, and whether you get paid hourly or you have an annual salary, you can kind of estimate what you make in a year. I divided that by the amount of work days in a year. I'm kind of nerd. Okay. Let's set that out. Okay. I divided that by the amount of work days in a year. So five days a week, 52 weeks in a year, et cetera. And I figured out what I basically make in a day. And so to keep myself motivated, I took the amount that we had paid down so far and I divided it by what I make in a day. And I said, I have basically earned back, you know, this amount of days of work, this amount of days of my life. In, in other words, if I had maintained that balance, it was the es essentially having to work that much extra to pay that off. Mm. Um, and I also focused on once that payment was gone, that monthly payment was gone, how, you know, effectively, how much uh, less kind of quote unquote work I'm having to do for myself. It's, it's the same for savings. If you actually flip that on your head for retirement savings or financial freedom, you can take your uh, daily sort of pay rate and go, how many days am I buying a freedom by making this deposit into an investment guide? It's kind of a nerdy way of looking at it. Oh, I, don't I, I don't recommend that for everybody, I love but it. I it's love it. just one way. We, we did a similar uh, s subtle thing. We, we calculated how much we were spending on. I'm, a, I'm an experienced guy. I like to spend money on experiences. I, I, I vacation all the time. Um, we go to great places. I do not skimp on dinners. I, I mean, I just love that activity. I, I really, really enjoy it. I'm as cheap as they come when it comes to, to goods. Uh, but, but the experiences I will spend the money on. And I recall when we were paying aggressively towards student loan debt, auto debt, and credit card debt, it was upwards of $1,000 a month that we were paying. And I just kept thinking to myself, when that $1,000 is freed up, what will we be able to do? I mean, three months 
of that $1,000 is another great vacation. A th- one month is four to five great meals out at expensive restaurants. You do the math, Quint. Quint, that's $200. Yeah, great restaurant. But that's how I got motivated because I got motivated with the carrot at the end saying, once this is done, you will be able to live like this. I love the Volvo XC60 I drive. Leather interior, Bose system, it's wonderful. Now, Am I ever going to buy a Mercedes or a B? No, I'm just not. That's just not me. And oh, by the way, I bought it from Carvana and I bought it used. <laughs> All right, so I got a great deal. But I love it. But I love it because for many, many years, I drove a Honda Civic. And before that, I drove some like beat up old boat of a Cadillac type thing that I it was like a hand-me-down. I mean, it's crazy. And before that was like another Honda something. But I've driven those cars to get to the point where I could go in, pay cash, and buy the automobile that I want to drive. I love that. So that was my motivation. Whatever the case is for you, understand this. You have to find a way to keep motivation. Continue to listen to this podcast. Surround yourself with others. Listen to other podcasts that motivate you. I don't care what it is. I think ultimately, though, going back, you have that plan. You have the plan, and you know you're able to say, this is our plan. This is our margin. We're putting this away. We've got our fast cash. We've got our emergency fund. We're plunking down debt. And in December of 2024, we're going to be totally debt-free. How do you know that? You do the math. You put that in your index cards. You run it around the house. You got it. Put it on your computer. December 2024, we're going to be totally debt-free. And, and two years prior, we're going to have paid off that car. And a year prior to that, we're going to pay off that other you know, credit card. You have those steps, and you're, you're putting those on paper. You're, you're surrounding yourself with the right people. The peer pressure. Ultimately, you're saying no. You're telling your friends. You're telling your family, ultimately, hey, I can't do this right now. I don't have it in the budget. I'm trying to make some very strong financial progress in my life. They may laugh at you. They may think you're silly. You know what? When I started turning people down because they were going out for wings and beer and all the rest of that stuff, and I said, you know what? I can't. I'm training for a race. I'm trying to get healthy. I'm trying to get fit. Well, I was over 200 pounds. They looked at me like I was an idiot. Now I'm 155 pounds, and people know I'm the fitness guy. They're not going to invite me. They're not, not going to eat it. It's real simple. It took many, many years, and it took a long time. But I had to come strong in the beginning and tell them what my goal was. Don't be afraid to do that. Teamwork makes the dream work. Get on the same page with your spouse. Loop your kids into the equation. Tell them what you're trying to do. Set rewards. You know what? We pay this credit card off. We're going to go away for a weekend. We pay this this auto loan off. We're going to take two more months. We're going to go to Disney World. Get them in the loop. Get on the same page. And finally, remember, it will take time. You have to have patience. You have to have milestones and benchmarks along the way, but it will take time. Friends, you follow these steps and you avoid these reasons, these top five reasons people are failing to improve their finances. I can't stress enough how free you will be, how much freedom and flexibility you will have. That's what gets us fired up about this podcast, is that financial freedom is, in my opinion, one of the most freeing, freeing, areas that one can have in their life that's why we do what we do all right let's wrap it up on that anything to conclude daniel it's been a great show yeah i think that's it it was good two-parter share it with your friends you know what you could say hey i'm motivated by this this is what i'm trying to do this is why i've said no to you the last five times 
Check out this podcast, these crazy guys. Share it with your friends. Give us a review. All right, friends, Secret to Wealth is real simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a long time. Make it a great week. Yeah,